Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny in case you are new here or welcome back. I hope you are doing well. I have not talked to you guys in a little bit. I didn't post last week and I didn't film last week. It rooted from like stemmed from me not having enough space on my hard drive but then my new hard drive actually came way faster than I thought and I was able to film last week but I decided to just take a break for one weekend because I film and vlog and do my podcast every single weekend and I just wanted to exist without a camera and it was actually really nice to take a little bit of a week off But I am back and ready to be back filming and talking to you guys. So that's just a little update. So it's been two weeks and I'm not going to lie. I don't even remember what happened this week. So I definitely cannot remember what happened two weeks ago. So that's what I'll say. Let's start with a rose, bud, and thorn, as we usually do with every episode. A rose is something that's good. A bud is something I'm looking forward to. And a thorn is something that's not so good. Okay, my rose is that I had a very, very good counseling session this morning. It was good in that I was able to talk and be productive, but not good in that it was like I was crying and very emotional, but it was really, really good because that's kind of what I wanted, obviously. So that was really, really helpful and allowed me to just learn more about what I'm going through and thinking about and just experiencing right now. Because sometimes I feel like you really need to take some time to reflect. Otherwise, life will pass you by and you'll never improve or get better. So it's really important to reflect. You don't have to have a counselor, but maybe that's just journaling every single day or talking to your friends, whatever works for you. For me, counseling has been very helpful and today especially has been, was really impactful for me. My bud, my bud is that I am looking forward to, what am I looking forward to? I don't even know. I'm looking forward to more good weather. Since I've talked to you guys last, Vancouver has been in a heat dome and now it's just starting to cool again, but we were having temperatures of over 25 degrees every single day, which to go from raining to that is quite a big jump, but I've loved it. I've been wearing my t-shirts and shorts and everything like that. It's been, I love the summer. I know not everyone does, but I am looking forward to more good weather. I've been going on so many bike rides. I actually got sunburnt last week. I went on a very long bike ride. It was like over 20 kilometers for about two hours, I would say. And um, I put sunscreen on, but not on my back. And I was wearing a tank top and I got sunburned. So yeah, anyways, I'm continuing to look forward to the good weather. Like summer is officially here. I feel it. And it just makes me so excited. My thorn for this week would probably be, it hasn't happened yet, but I am getting my wisdom teeth removed on Thursday. Today's Saturday the day that I'm recording and I'm kind of nervous because I don't love I'm not like terrified of needles and stuff but obviously the thought of a dentist cutting into your gums and 
drilling your teeth and pulling them out. That does not sound appealing, obviously. And I've heard a lot about pain after and all that. So obviously have not heard a lot of great things about wisdom teeth removal. I'm only getting half of them taken out my right side. And so luckily I might still be able to eat with my left side, but I'm just I don't know how long the recovery is going to be. Everyone seems to differ. So I'm not sure if I, you know, it's just, it seems a little crazy. So I am not looking forward to that. And honestly, I, then I, I might not even be able to record a podcast next week. I have no idea. We'll have to see. So if I disappear again next week, it's because I can't talk because I got my wisdom teeth out. That's your preface, your, yeah, anyways. That is my rosebud thorn for today. Let's do a little affirmation as we always do. I love my little affirmation cards. Seriously the best. Okay, let's see. What do you guys need to hear today? I wonder what you have been up to. I hope it has been okay for you guys. That you're enjoying the better weather if you're in the northern hemisphere. But here's what you need to hear today. Ready? You are strong. That's a good one. If you're going through something tough, just know that you are strong. You will get through it. Everything passes with time and it is, it is what it is. Um, okay. In terms of just a little update from me, let me just think about what I want to talk about because I'm going to be honest. I really don't remember what has happened in the last two weeks. I'm looking at my calendar now. Oh, okay. I can actually talk about two things. So this is something I am currently still working on. So I don't really have like a conclusion to this, but my lease for this apartment is coming up soon. It is at the end of August and it is currently near the end of May. So it's not like super soon, but I, it's soon enough to the point where I need to think about what I want to do after my lease ends. And I have decided for sure that if, now this is where the spoiler comes, I've decided that if I stay in Vancouver, I'm going to move back home, back into my room, probably. Just with the economy right now, rent is super high and also, you know, salaries are kind of low and the job market is not great. I think I will move home next year. Okay, actually, let me say this. The best case scenario is I keep renting this place. But the reason why that's like out of the question right now is because when I first rented this apartment, the landlord had expressed that the rent would only be for a year and then they want to put the house on the market. But to be honest, the market is not great right now. So I wonder if that thought and sentiment has changed. If like best case scenario would be that I can still rent this apartment and live here for another year because that would be so cool. But then I also worry that signing a lease for another entire year is quite a big commitment and I have been toying with the idea that I don't want to stay in Vancouver anymore so I don't know yeah maybe I'd go month to month but we'll see so that's kind of the been a looming thought over my mind is that you know my lease is coming up at the end of the summer so I kind of need to start thinking about what I'm going to do when that comes I don't 
like if I am forced to move, that sounds like I'm being evicted. But if the landlord does decide to sell and the new homeowners do not want to rent to me, then I will probably move home. But the other alternative that I was thinking about for the last two weeks is that I will move abroad. And this is a work in progress still. I actually had an offer, but things just didn't work out. But I have been thinking about moving abroad to teach English in a foreign country. And I came to this idea because I was after my breakup, I've been doing a lot of reflecting about, you know, what I want. Also, like with my lease coming up, it's kind of just been like a time to reflect. And what I realized is that I feel like, okay, I will tell you about what my thoughts were two weeks ago when I was thinking about it. And now what my thoughts are, because they actually have changed already, which is crazy that things just happen so fast. Two weeks ago when I was thinking about this thing, this topic, originally I was really gung-ho on the fact that, you know, I'm in my young 20s, I don't know what career I want, I don't know what the long-term path for my career is, like screw it and let's just move abroad and have fun and travel but also work so that I can make money but at the end of the day it's experience over long-term thought. And that is a completely valid thought pattern. And I still have tendencies to think like that for sure. But I have realized that actually I'll talk about it in a sec, but I read a book this week and it kind of got my mind thinking that maybe that's not the best for me. And maybe I do want to focus on my career a little bit. I have no idea. See, that's the, I have nothing. I have no idea. So I've been kind of back and forth and not really sure. And we'll see what happens. So that's one big update. My second update. What was it that I was thinking about? My second update has been. Oh, my second update has been, okay, this is kind of like a very vague topic, but I have just been meeting and talking to so many different people that I have been very, like this has re-inspired me. And this partly has to do with the book that I'm reading now, which I will also talk about in a sec, but it has re-inspired me to kind of rethink like what my priorities are, I guess. I don't know. I I interact with a lot of different customers at work every single day. Like honestly, I talk to an upwards of 10 to 20 to 30 people a day. And I have realized that like learning about them and getting to know them and interacting with new people has always been something I'm very interested in. And I think that's in a big part because I love to get to know people's stories and how they became who they are and what made them into who they are, stuff like that. And that has kind of got me thinking about, you know, where do I want to take my content and my podcast? It's not that I don't like my podcast and my content. I do really love making it, but sometimes I do wish it was a little more structured and just a little bit more thought out. 
I think sometimes you can tell that I just plan things out on the fly or just talk about things as I'm going. And that is great on its own. Like that is great for its own reasons. But I also have been listening to a lot of podcasts and I have found that I like talking or I like listening to podcasts that are a little more structured and have a purpose and a topic that they are focusing on. So I've been just kind of rethinking and just kind of exploring what that might look like if I do kind of reshape my content and my podcast. But that probably honestly may not be for a while or may not even happen at all. I don't know. We'll see. So that's another update. And I guess my last update is one episode that I'm really, really interested in doing in the near future is about some of the behaviors that I have and where they come from in my childhood. I have been really, really exploring that within myself, within my journaling, within my reflection time. And I've made some pretty big discoveries. And I think it is so interesting that, you know, literally as a as an adult, a lot of the things that I do and the tendencies that I have come from childhood. And that is really crazy. So that is maybe an episode I want to do, not next week, but that one I definitely would like to plan out and have a very detailed plan on how I want to execute it. So it might not be for a couple of weeks, but that has been something I've been doing a lot of in my journaling and reflecting. Okay, those are my main updates. Let's do a little reading update because I have read three books in the last week, which is honestly super crazy for me. That's pretty fast even for me. I feel like some books I read really fast, but some books I read so slowly. So let us talk about the first book, which is Rich People Problems by Kevin Kwan. So this is the third book in the Crazy Rich Asian series, and it is the end of the trilogy. It has a very nice well-rounded ending for all the characters it's a very happy ending for everyone so I loved it I love Kevin Kwan's writing style I feel like I have raved about these books for so many episodes that you may be tired of it um this last book is definitely not one to like grapple you with plot although it was quite interesting I think the third one was better than the second one but doesn't compare to the first one I think the last one really is like I think he just wrote it to end the series and make it finished um, because, you know, that was kind of the, the whole kind of plot of the book is that everyone has a happy ending and has their own plot line that ends. So I really enjoyed, again, same as the other two. I love his writing. I love the word choice. Now that I know so many more words because of the GRE, I can really appreciate the vocabulary and the detail that is in all of the words. So I really, really liked it. Okay, next book I have is called The Defining Decade by Meg J. And it's Why Your 20s Matter and How to Make the Most of Them Now. So I feel like this is very popular and she has a TED Talk about it too. I would love to listen to it because apparently the TED Talk is kind of similar to the book. But this book kind of is what inspired, it kind of changed my thought patterns of what I was talking about earlier where two weeks ago I had thoughts of, who cares about a career? Like, let's just live for the now and travel and have fun. But this book kind of made me 
just like rethink that and reconsider. I will say though, I didn't appreciate this book that much. Like I only had a few little nuggets, but I feel like it was a little bit old fashioned. It was written 10, 11 years ago. So that would definitely play a big part in it. I feel like over COVID and just with social media coming up, a lot has changed for young adults and norms have changed and stuff like that. So I do feel like this book was kind of geared towards the 20s, people in their 20s of 10 years ago. It's not it's not super up with the times. I would love to see her update it and see what would change. But I did appreciate some of the advice. And one of the biggest things that I learned or just like one of the biggest lessons that she kind of drove home was your 20s. A lot of people are so scared to take a step in any direction. You know, with career, it's like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. So I don't end up taking a step at all because there's so many options and I don't know which one I want to take. And same with dating. It's like, oh my God, the dating pool is so big. Like, I don't even take a step forward because I don't know which direction to go. But one of the messages that she really drove home was just that you don't learn unless you have experience and that is what your 20s are for. So that was something I could really appreciate was just like your 20s are the time, is the time you're in your 20s is when you should be exploring and doing all that you can. And even if it's not something you like two years in, it's okay because now you know you don't like it and you can make a change. Like, I think that's one thing that really inspired me was just like, I need to be more courageous with taking steps out there, whether that be career, whether that be personal, whether that be dating, if I start dating again, and just focus on my 20s being that rather than having like having the doom and gloom of, oh my God, whatever I choose now, I'm stuck with forever. Like, no, that's not true. So that was probably the only message that I could appreciate in this book. Otherwise, I didn't take it that much from it. It wasn't that insightful just because I think it was it is quite old. So, yeah. The third book that I read this week is called The Almost Widow by Gail Anderson Dargatz. And this author is from BC. I read, I learned that after the book and I read the little author flap. She lives in BC. So I love supporting Canadian authors and also local authors, which is great. I loved this book. I found it through a Haley Fam book recommendation video and I borrowed it at the library and it was great. It It's a mystery fiction not thriller so mystery and I loved it through to the end I could kind of tell where it was going but it was still really good and I still really enjoyed it and there were just like clues everywhere that kind of pieced itself all together at the end so I really enjoyed that I could not stop reading it one night there was one night where I was gonna go to bed and it was a work night I should have slept earlier but I just could not stop reading and had to stay up and read it so my current book that I'm reading is called The Power of Podcasting by Siobhan McHugh. I don't know how to pronounce their first name, but this is kind of what has been inspiring me to rethink my podcast and content and just think about what I want to achieve. It's a nonfiction literally about podcasting and just how to tell stories through audio and 
make them good. I don't even know how to best describe it. I just started it, so I don't have that much information on it. But I like it so far. I kind of like it so far. It's kind of very dense, so that has been kind of hard to read. Anyways, that is all my updates for this week. It's been 20 minutes already. What the heck? I am going to get into the meat of today's episode, which is I'm going to give you a how-to on how to have a hot girl summer. So let's get into it. All right. So let me start by saying hot girl summer is a term that is used so much. I feel like it was really used in like 2020, 2021. I'm going to keep using it until the day I die. So if it's cringe, I don't really care. Anyways, hot girl summer looks different for everyone. I feel like on social media, hot girl summer is portrayed as living your best single life, like dating a lot of people, going out, having fun traveling, just like stuff like that. But if that's not your definition of hot girl summer and that is not what you want or what is attainable for you, then that is totally fine. My very first thing that I want to say is it can be anything you want it to be, whether it is you want to focus on your relationship that you're in, whether it is you want to focus on your job and your career this summer, whether it is you want to focus with your friends. Maybe you just graduated and you're off to university next year and this is the last summer with your friends. Maybe it can be that or it could be about school. If you're in school, you're in your last semester and you're trying to finish up. Literally, Define it however you want and make it your own. So my first kind of tip to have a hot girl summer is to think about what is it that you want to focus on and have a theme for this summer. That makes it so much easier for you to make decisions about what you want to do and what you want to spend your time on because you want to think about does this thing help me with my theme, help me with my goal? If yes, then let's do it. If not, then I'm a pass. So for example, one of the goals that I have, you know, I'm freshly out of a breakup and I am living single life again. One of the goals that I have is to learn more about myself and also just not take life so seriously. Another one of my goals is when I get back into dating, which I will be this summer, I want to make it casual, learn more about what people are out there and stuff like that. So those are kind of the goals that I have. And from those goals, I pulled a theme for my hot girl summer, which is that I am going to be in my villain era this summer. So if you have listened to Peyton Sarton's podcast called Note to Self, she has an episode about this. It's about all about being in your villain era and basically what being in your villain era means is to just live for yourself and focus on yourself. I feel like a lot of us are shamed or guilty about focusing on ourselves or feeling like we need to feeling like prioritizing ourselves is something bad but honestly I now that I look back I have lived my life not prioritizing myself. The only other time I can think about prioritizing myself and when I've done that is when I got out of my first relationship so this summer I'm going to go back to prioritizing myself living for myself doing what I want to do and just making myself happy because now I have the opportunity to not have regards for other people and obviously I still have friends and parents and stuff like that but you know what I mean 
So that's my first tip is to think of a theme. If you don't know what it is quite yet, you don't need to figure it out like right this second. You can think about what is going well in your life. Maybe what's not going as well. Maybe you want to focus on your physical activity this summer. Maybe you want to focus on just enjoying the good weather. It doesn't have to be deep. It can be whatever you want, but I like to have a theme for things and like an overarching kind of message. So mine is that I'm in my villain villain era summer. So I am going to talk about three things, three aspects of hot girl summer. One is the physical aspect. One is the mental aspect. And one is the dating aspect. Because for me personally, my summer is going to be about dating again, maybe. So I want to talk more about that. So let's start with the physical aspect, though, because I think this one can apply to everyone. So how to have a hot girl summer physically. You must, okay, maybe not must, but one of the things that I emphasize so much, I feel like in every podcast, is to get some exercise and movement into your life. It would be best if it's daily movement, but it doesn't have to be. It can be whatever fits into your schedule. It could be 10 minutes of walking outside in the morning before you go to work. It could be a 30-minute walk outside after work when you're done working from home. It could be an hour-long fitness class in your lunch break. It could be an hour-long fitness class at the end of the day. Whatever works for you. And the reason why I stress this so much is... Okay, first of all, I feel like we all want to live a long and happy life. And so we need to take care of our bodies in order to do that. But actually, the main reason why I emphasize exercise so much is for me personally, I cannot explain how connected I feel with my physical body while I'm doing exercise. Like I feel like there is no other time in my life that I feel so connected to who I am physically than when I'm doing exercise or moving my body. So this, since May, since the good weather started, I've been exercising every day because on the weekdays I'll do a fitness class and then on the weekends I'll go biking on a bike ride or a walk. And that has been honestly my favorite thing ever and you know not everyone's gonna want to do that every single day of the week but for me that's what works so figure out something that works for you and just get some movement in I cannot stress how important it is if you're intimidated by you know high interval intensity classes or spin classes you can start it chill by doing you know, during COVID for the longest time, I did mad fit dance party workouts at home in my garage. And they weren't really like working out, you know, like with reps and sets and stuff like that. It was literally just like you were dancing along to music with her videos and you were dancing along with her. And that was so much fun for me. So maybe going to the gym doesn't really work for you. You can do a dance party workout video. And if you're really, you know, embarrassed or worried that someone's going to judge, you just close your blinds. I loved doing those videos. I had an era with that and now I'm in my fitness class era. But whatever works for you, if you want to take advantage of the good weather, you could just go outside every single day for a walk. I do that I think three times a week, depending on if I bike or not. 
is just whatever works for you. So find whatever works for you and do it. I cannot explain how much, and this is my next point, going outside has helped me this summer. Taking advantage of the good weather and just especially because in Vancouver, leading up until this point, it has been raining and gray every single day. And finally, for the last two weeks, the sun's come out and it's been blue skies. I want to take advantage of this good weather as much as I can and just feeling the direct sunlight on your skin I feel like just gives you another energy that I cannot even explain obviously it's like vitamin d or whatever I don't know the science behind it but having that direct sunlight on you just it gives me another sense of energy and makes me so excited to start my day what I have found really helpful is taking in some natural light in the morning as soon as I wake up or very soon after I wake up. So when I start cooking my breakfast in the morning, I'll open my patio door and take a big sniff of the fresh air and just look at the sky outside. And that gives me so much dopamine already in the morning. So going outside, we all need vitamin D. And even if you're not outside, maybe it's too hot, just Opening your blinds, opening a window, letting some fresh air in just gives you so much more perspective and good energy all around. Okay, next thing with the physical aspect of hot girl summer is to take care of yourself to feel your best. Take care of your physical self to feel your best. And this can do and mean a lot of different things. For me personally, that is putting on sunscreen. Uh, You must put on sunscreen every single day, even if you're not going outside in the sun. You know, if you work by a window, if you go to school and there's a window, you know, the sun is there. If you drive a car, putting on sunscreen and lotion every single day for me makes me feel so much more confident. I don't know. I used to have really bad dry skin. And so as I've gotten older, I've realized, you know, just putting on lotion already makes me feel so confident because I'm like, oh my God, my skin is so soft and smooth. And also putting on sunscreen, very important to protect yourself against the sun's UV rays if you're going to be outside for a long time. Other things that this can mean for you is doing a hair mask. For me, I love when my hair is very soft and not frizzy. I feel like with the good, like with the sun and everything, like your your hair can get kind of frizzy. So I have been doing like hair leave-in conditioners every single day and just making sure my hair is getting the help it needs to stay hydrated. Lastly, another example could just be getting your eyebrows done. I know we all love feeling when our eyebrows are on fleek. So that also gives me a lot of dopamine when I get my eyebrows done. It's been a while since I've gotten mine done, to be honest. But when I do get them done, I feel like it's like another, I'm like, oh my God, I am a new woman. I could feel, I can do anything. I am the best. Okay. Last but not least in the physical aspect of hot girl summer, this is going to talk about your clothes, your jewelry, your makeup, whatever, your physical appearance, expressing yourself. And my biggest tip is to just express yourself as yourself. Simple as that. First thing is to have a closet that you feel comfortable in. This means buying clothes that fit you not having to fit into your clothes, you know, buying clothes that fit you as you are, and also buying shirts, pants, whatever, that make you feel confident. 
for me, I love graphic t-shirts. I had a phase with them when I was in like first year and then I kind of stopped, but now I'm back into my graphic t-shirt phase. I've been wearing them every single day to work with just casual pants because I'm lucky that I get to wear whatever I want to work. I don't have to be super dressed up and it's just been so much fun. I feel so like relaxed and summery in my graphic tees and I have so many different ones, different colors, different patterns that whatever vibe I'm feeling, I can match a shirt to that vibe that day. Also, I have shorts and skirts and pants that I feel comfortable in. You know, I don't feel like I'm going to get a wedgie in them every single time I wear them. Like, I cannot stress the importance of having, like, building a closet that you feel super good in and can last you for a long time. And this is why it's so important to shop consciously, in my opinion, is because You want to buy things that you genuinely will like for a long time to come because what's the point of buying clothes that you don't even feel confident in? Like clothes are what make us feel confident. It's like a part of how we express ourselves. And if you feel like your clothes don't match that or can't express yourself the way that you want to, first of all, you'll never wear it, which is a waste of money and resources. But also like, what's the point of having something like that? If it's just to fit in, like there's no point. Every, especially nowadays, the trend cycle changes so quickly. It's virtually impossible to stay on trend all the time. So why not just screw it and do what you want and wear what you want? Even if Other people might think it's weird or you're not like dressing your age or whatever. Just wear what you want. It's not that deep. Honestly, people who care too much about what you wear have a problem themselves. So that is, oh my gosh, I can, I connect my points before I can even like list them out on the book. My second point was to YOLO and don't give a frick what other people think. So whether that means your clothes are from 2012 and they're not trending anymore, like you're into the super boho chic, but maybe not everyone else is, who cares? Just wear what you want as long as it makes you feel good and like yourself and like your best self, like that's all we really need and that's all we really need to worry about. Okay, so that's the physical aspect of Hot Girl Summer. Once you've mastered all those tips, let's go on to the mental part of Hot Girl Summer. Because I feel like with summer, one of the big struggles with summer is that, at least for people who live in the Northern Hemisphere, I know that people in the Southern Hemisphere, it's becoming winter now, but people in the Northern Hemisphere, I feel like a big part of summer that is really hard is that at least for me when I was in high school and you know summer was literally nothing like I had no plans and stuff like that I felt a lot of pressure to be doing things all the time whether that be going out with my friends going out to all the water parks making sure I went to the amusement parks making sure I did all these hikes and stuff like that like I feel like there's just so much pressure to do everything So my first tip is to balance rest and work and play. And this might not like necessarily be specific to summer. I mean, we could do a lot more of this every single day and all year round. But again, like I said, sometimes we feel like we have to do everything, you know, go on every single hike, go to every single beach hangout and go hang out with friends every single week. But it's okay not to like it is necessary not to because we need time to recharge and rest if you're an introvert like me we need time to be alone and just relax because sometimes summer can get so overwhelming with people wanting to ask you to do things and 
feeling like you want to take advantage of the weather and stuff like that. But you have to also understand there must be a balance. And this isn't just specific to hot girl summer. So you can take this to the winter too. But I think especially in the summer, it is super important. Because again, on the flip side though, it's like there were some summers or spring breaks or whatever in high school where I spent the entire break doing nothing and I would just sit on my phone watch YouTube and stay at home I don't want that either I think there should be a balance between also going out and doing productive things having fun exploring new things in the in Vancouver and all that so balance that is what we need and it's not necessarily balance like just in the day-to-day but you also want an overarching theme of balance in your life so maybe not every day you'll be able to have fun and rest and work. But maybe on a weekly basis, you'll feel balanced with having fun and resting and working. That's what I feel like my life is right now. Like weekdays, I'm definitely like super work, super productive. But then on the weekends, I have play and I have rest. You know, I do what I want. I hang out with friends and I also recharge and relax by myself. Like I feel like it is important to not just have it in the every single day, but have a perspective of the week to week or the month to month. Okay, the second thing that I want to tackle that I think is very apparent in the summer is FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. So what this stems from is maybe you see other people on on Instagram posting about them traveling to Italy and Europe, especially this year because a lot of the COVID restrictions are pretty much gone. Everyone seems to be traveling and all over the place. That's definitely something I've been noticing. And I am not going to lie. I've had a bit of FOMO about that, you know, going on Instagram and seeing that everyone's not in Vancouver and just living their best life traveling. It doesn't have to be travel, though. I mean, you could see people on Instagram going out to the beach and having fun without you or just like it feels like everyone else is living such a better life because they are doing all these things and posting all these events on social media. But just remember that social media is a highlight reel. This is something we always need to keep in mind. I have been victim of this so many times in my life, but you just have to remember that, you know, people don't post everything onto social media. It might seem like their life is great because they're in Italy, like living their best life. But maybe what you didn't see is that they actually got food poisoning on their trip and had to be in the bathroom for many, many hours on end last night. You never know. You never know the full story. And even if like the rest of the story is not negative, you just never know the full story. And that is something to keep in mind because when that happens, our minds love to assume and make conclusions. And most of the time, we make conclusions that are not in favor of ourselves. So what I mean by that is, for example, just going on with the Instagram stories about Italy, like you might see someone and see them posting Instagram stories about them in Italy, but you don't know the full picture. But your mind will automatically assume the best for the rest of for the rest of the story so you might be like oh this person is in Italy they're living their best life you know they didn't post everything but I assume they're staying in the best hotel best Airbnb best itinerary ever and stuff like that but in reality maybe their Airbnb has bed bugs and they had to figure that out they don't post that 
And you would never assume that because our brain only assumes the best. Okay, lastly about the FOMO thing is to kind of take FOMO as a bad thing and turn it into something positive. What I wrote is let your FOMO inspire you. So literally the example I can think of right now is as I was taking my break to film my podcast, I take occasional breaks in the middle. I was on Instagram and I've been looking at this flea market that I really want to go to and it's open today. And I felt FOMO because I saw everyone's Instagram stories that they were there and all the vendors and stuff like that. And seeing that, feeling that FOMO has now inspired me. I think I might go tomorrow because why not live my best life? Maybe that's what I need to do. And I feel like that is how, like, obviously FOMO is always going to be a part of our lives, but it doesn't always have to be a negative thing. It can be a positive thing. It can be what inspires you to do something you want to do. And best advice I can give for that is don't be afraid to do things alone because that is what's stopped me a lot in the past. But when I realized like, you know, I could just do things by myself and it's totally fine. No one's judging. That is when I lived, started to live my best life. Next aspect of the mental is to just have, what's that quote? Have an attitude for gratitude because I truly believe that gratitude is the root of all happiness that we experience. It is just the realization and awareness of what you already have in your life and how great that is. That is what allows us to have a positive attitude. And it doesn't have to be big things like, oh, I'm grateful for my laptop or I'm grateful for my bike. It can be small things, right? Like even just I'm grateful to have woken up this morning. I'm grateful to have a bed to sleep in. I'm grateful to have water coming out of the tap so I can drink it. I feel like it's just so important to be grateful. And that is honestly, I feel like that is one thing that really turned my energy into positive energy and what I exude outwards. Very important. Also, people like to know that they're appreciated. So being grateful for other people and expressing that is also very, very good. Lastly is just to take things one day at a time. Sometimes we get too stressed out, like I said, about doing everything we can in the summer, but just take it one day at a time. Do what is best for you and let it be. Okay, my last aspect of Hot Girl Summer that I'm going to talk about in this episode is dating. And this is the advice that I'm going to have for myself and what I am channeling for myself as I get back into dating this summer. Because I will, but I'm not going to be dating for the purpose of long-term relationships. The first thing I want to say is I am dating casually. And this does not mean, my definition of casual does not mean like going and having sex with everyone. Some people's definition of that might be, but that is not mine. That is not my purpose. My purpose for this casual dating phase and getting to know more people and going on dates and taking it less seriously is just to kind of, it's like an experiment in my mind. What I imagine is like, you know, the dating pool is like a legit pool. That's the image that I have in my head. And how can you know what the boundaries of the pool are if you never explore? So that's my intention with this summer is I'm going to go on dates and just figure out 
the pinpoints in the pool, like, oh, to this side, we have maybe people who are more controlling. This side, we have people who are very carefree. I don't know. That might be one example, but I'm, I'm just trying to get to know more people and also what they're like and also what I like about myself that comes out from that. And that's my second point. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but last thing is just keeping it casual and having fun and taking the pressure off. I feel like, I don't know why, but in our twenties, like everyone's always pressuring us to find our life partner right away so we can settle down and have kids. Like, yes, there's a biological aspect to that, but also like, bro, let's, let's calm down a little bit. Okay. Let's calm down a little bit. That's actually one of the things I really didn't like about the defining decade. The book that I read this week was that one of the things that they were talking about was like, yes, you can take your time in finding the one, but also like you must realize that you have a biological clock and that the kids that are born in the mid to late twenties is like the best time to have a kid and biological like, it was just like, okay, I get it. Like, yes, having a kid within specific time frame is very, very ideal. But I feel like that is just not taking in consideration everyone's different life stories, life journeys, what everyone has to go through. It's just very different for everyone. So that is what I'll say about that. So the second part about dating this summer that I really want to focus on is getting to know myself and others through dating. I feel like there is only so much you can learn about yourself when you're by yourself or when you're with friends. Like this is what I imagine uh, myself as. This is what I thought of myself as. This was an image I had in my mind at one point was that, you know, every time I'm in a different scenario, a new side of me kind of comes out. I'm like a 20 sided die. I can't remember what those are called, but you know, when I'm by myself, there's a side of myself that comes out only when I'm by myself. When I'm with my parents, you know, my identity is a daughter and my personality there comes out. When I'm with my friends, another version of me comes out. It's not that it's like different every single time, but obviously there are things that we can express to our friends, but not our parents. I'm not going to tell my parents about all the boys that I think are cute. I'm going to tell my friends that, you know what I mean? So it's not that you're like a totally different person in different scenarios. It's just that different sides of you kind of enhance different parts of your personality. So I feel like one that comes out is while we're dating, there are different things that might come out about you that you might not be able to find anywhere else. And I think that's really special because you get to learn about yourself in a totally different way. So that is kind of what I am hoping to get out of going on more dates and just meeting more people is maybe that person kind of elicits a different side of me to come out or elicits a different response from me. And that might not be something that I'm used to or that I'm aware of or that I'm capable of. So that is definitely a big thing. Also, obviously getting to know others, then you get to know like, what do you like and what do you dislike? Like, for example, when I went on my last little Tinder, not bender, but just like Tinder phase, I dated someone and I realized I really don't like people who start conversation when I'm literally in the middle of eating. Like I'm totally fine with talking before we get our food and before we order and all that stuff. But when we're actually eating, it is really hard to have a conversation because like you're trying to chew, but then they're also asking you questions. Like it's like, what the heck? And maybe this is just me, but this is one thing that I have realized I really don't like. And that is just something I have had to accept. 
you know? And that I think only comes out when you get the experience of dating someone who likes to talk all the time. I also have been on dates with people who love to talk all the time and it's just very exhausting for me. So that is not something that I enjoy a ton. Um, yeah, and I feel like learning about other people, their stories and their journeys, it just brings a lot of perspective and just gets you to learn more. That's always what I've enjoyed about learning about other people is they learn so much through their own experiences and it's so special that they can share that with me because then I kind of get to learn about it too, even though I've never been through that experience, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like you're all sharing wisdom with each other through learning about other people. And also I think it's really fun to kind of see what makes a person tick and what makes a person who they are. I've always been interested in that. It's the psychology in me, you know. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm going to focus on this summer with dating and meeting new people. Also just like having fun. That's the last thing. My conclusion with this episode is all in all, just slay and have fun. Hot girl summer, even if you don't take any of these tips and you're like, I'm just going to live my life as I have. That's totally fine. I really don't mind. You can do whatever you like. It's your life. But just do what works best for you. Whatever is going to help you have fun and live your best life. And that's all we can really ask for. So that is the end of today's episode. I hope you found that fun. I really enjoyed it and just made me really excited for the summer. And um, I will see you. I don't know if I'll see you next week because I am getting my wisdom teeth out. I hope I'll see you next week because I want to record an episode. But we will see. I can't promise anything. If I don't see you next week, I'll see you the week after where we'll talk about my wisdom teeth surgery, of course. But anyways, I hope you have a good day, a good week, a good wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this. And I will see you soon. Bye.